think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello everybody, welcome back to Talkskeepers Podcast. My name is Sybil today, I'm joined by Billy. Say hello, Billy. Hello, uh, mate, you alright? I'm alright. Jakey boy, how are we doing? I'm very well, thank you. No microwave this time. No microwave <laughs> this time. <laughs> watch watch out for whenever Billy or Jed posts that clip. Um, that was a funny intro. Uh, we had a little unplanned vacation, boys. We didn't we didn't podcast for a little bit. This happens maybe once, twice, three times a year <laughs> for the streamers. But we're back, we're back. Um, and we're, we're coming with a, a prem review, a little bit of a different format now. Rather than just going through every game individual, we're just going to talk about our own topics. Right, The topic I'm bringing to the table this week is Leeds United. Um, Jesse Marsh, I'm not sure where he's had his last stand yet. As far as I'm aware, he's not been sacked yet. I'm, I'm right in saying that. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, I've not heard anything. We, there's a curse, yeah. you know what I mean? Unless you know, when you come into in these past 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is, it's happened before when we've started the podcast. <laughs> and news is vastly different <laughs> from, from when we've started, right? Okay, so Jesse Marston, I thought that might be his last stand. Although, I am seeing like, so I kind of went on to Twitter to kind of see the general fans' reaction. If not football Twitter, just the general fans' reaction to it. And I think. It's strange to say, there's still quite a lot of Leeds fans that are in the camp of still being a supporter of Jesse Marston in terms of they think he is getting probably what you could get out of those players, you know, and failing, maybe there'll be a new manager bounce if, if there is a change of leadership. But I, I kind of, I, I think I find myself on that side of the fence of, you know, he is a good manager. I think he's a good manager. He's obviously quite emotional and there's things he needs to really work on if he's going to be in the Premier League. Um, but I think if they play decent football leads, um, the game that I watched at the weekend against Fulham, it was just stupid mistakes. These big goals were, they considered just all really, really preventable, you know, and, and when you push them back, they just do look, they look like it's terrible defending, but Leeds didn't defend all that bad for the match. It was just individual moments of madness. I think it's just because they play with so much like intensity and emotion that, that they kind of do let themselves switch off, you know, and I think, when it comes to defending, sort of calmer heads prevail, don't they? You know, it's all about sort of like 
you know, being in the, in the zone and, 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 and watching out for these things, like, you know, players finding, you know, six, seven, eight yards, nine yards of space uh, and the six-yard box is just, or just outside the six-yard box is just, it's not on. Um, there's actually a moment where the cross comes in and, and a fullback uh, strike, I think it is, or, or stroke, or stroke, stroke, strike, stroke. How do you spell how do you, how do you stroke, say his I name? <laughs> strike, strike, strike. Uh, hard for the for the old Scottish tongue. Um, he's a, I think he was playing fullback or whatever, and, and he turned round. I think he expected to see his centre back and just seen yards of space, and then attacking Fulham player, um, which was quite um, funny. I thought, but I think I think more time. I think more time. I think till January. I honestly don't see, I don't know if I see another manager coming in and, and vastly changing things and, and getting way more out of these players than Jesse Marsh is getting. And there's a subject that we're going to come on later about managers um, getting the best out of players and players performing once said manager is gone, uh, Billy Boy. Um, <laughs> but we'll get to that. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts, boys. Where, where do you land in the camp of sort of like, do, do, do Leeds need a change of leadership? Jake, I'll come to you first. It's a, it's a good question. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think what Leeds need more than anything is a, a striker that can score because Patrick Bamford just isn't that. I think, I can't remember where, which which group chat it was of ours where I think someone put a stat in where, the, you know, the most number of big chances missed was Bamford or something this season and he'd only played like four games. And I think that, that was like pretty... <laughs> I think it pretty, was last season actually. Mm, was it, yeah, was it last, last season. season played yeah. like three games, yeah. Yeah, and it was pretty damn, it was a pretty damning statistic and I think for me that's where a lot of their problems also lie, you know, if you can outscore teams, obviously you're going to beat them. And Leeds, Leeds, though this you know this year they don't have stability either at either end of the pitch. They can't score and they can't defend. The the question I have is you know if they do sack Jesse Marsh, who comes in? You know mm. it's, it's a it's a tough old it's a tough old footballing world out there. Maybe someone like a Sean Dyche goes to Leeds. You know it's the prevailing so- name. It's the part of that county. Yeah, Sean Dyche mm. is the prevailing name of a section or a certain level of, of amount of fans sorry that, mm. that do want that massive that, i think the massive panic mode for for, for leeds fans is the they the ended fans. up in the championship yeah mm. you that'd know. be a catastrophe for them if they went down again well i think you know the players are on wages now that are premier league wages and i don't mm. know if there's any clauses for reduction of or they'll need to do a bit of a clear out if they do go down um i think in my prediction i had leeds going down you know uh i just I don't know if they've got the. I don't know if they've got the players they need to stay up. You know, I, they, that's something that I always said about after Bielsa went. The players knew how to play one system, and that was Bielsa's system. There's plenty of Championship players that are in the Bielsa side. I know that's the side has improved. You know, in, in areas in the pitch, but there was t- like talk about managers getting everything out of players. I think. Bielsa was getting yeah. like 160% of ability. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was getting yeah. some Premier League level performances, not every week, but out of players that were quite clearly, you know, championship level players. Absolutely. And some of them still pepper the squad. Yeah, and I think that's that's the problem alongside the, the stature that Bielsa had at Leeds. It was impossible for anyone to come in and not struggle because mm, yeah. of the... Just what he did for Leeds as a football club, Leeds as a city, Leeds United as a community. Just everything that that man did is just, he's God level, isn't he, mm-hmm. Leeds now? And anyone was going to find it hard, not only because of the players, but because it's not Marcelo Bielsa. It's a big active follow. Yeah. It's, it's huge. You know, it's like, it's like going after the... Wenger, it's like going after Sir Alex Ferguson. And I know yeah. that's crazy comparisons, but that's, 
I have that's I've, the, that's I've, the in level terms that of they like hold him to. In, yeah, exactly. In terms of like how a fan base, the level to or like the the, the uh, how much they you know like adore a manager, that is to the level that Bielsa was at Leeds. Clearly, there's no argument mm-hmm. against that. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the major problems, really. Whether not necessarily a problem for Jesse Marsh or anything like that, but it's it's the fans. It's probably more so the fans' problem because they've got this level of this god level figure that's just left the club. No one will ever be able to fill that role. You've seen, look at United and Arsenal when Wenger and Sir Alex left, and how how they dropped. Yeah. How it's, so it's took, the took Arsenal a long time to recover. Took yeah. <laughs> Man United are still in that. Still are, yeah. You know, still in that. That's, you know, that's the thing. Maybe it's not going to be quite as severe as as those two clubs, and by that I mean Leeds United probably won't be going down to back down to the Championship. But if they're not careful, they they could do. You know, mm. like these United and Arsenal were Champions League status clubs for for yonks for a mm-hmm. long, 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 long time. Those two managers leave and all of a sudden it's fighting for Europa League. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that that'll happen to Leeds. I don't think that they'll go down uh, to the championship. But like I say, if they're not very careful, they will do. You know, for a club to still be relying on Patrick Bamford in their third year of the Premier League. Yeah, it's stunning, isn't it? It's it's massive. And the fact that he's been injured for the whole of last season. He's been injured for a lot of this season. And they still haven't got a replacement for him. Just, just you just need someone else of even a similar ability. You don't have to be going out there spending twenty million on a striker or anything. Just you just need someone in who can score goals and put the put the balls in the back of the net, which is where they've ultimately been. That's that's their biggest problem. Leads this season. I, to- I totally agree. I mean, Rodrigo, I mm. think he's done a fine job, done a real fine job coming. Had out a position. fantastic start to yeah. the season, didn't he? Yeah. I- and and a lot of what the work, the good work he's, he did and as an individual player is the reason why Leeds aren't like you know floor on the table you know they yeah absolutely is down to you know his good work I think he did a really fantastic job obviously he's not he's not an out and out number nine but he he came in with a lot of desire and you know he's a top professional I think um but you know he's he is thirty years old um, he's a player kind of I would still say playing out of position you know um and. You need that sort of like you need that sort of linchpin up front, you know. The the, mm. the clubs that are going to succeed are, are, are clubs that are that are having you know out and out sort of strikers that, that the thing they're is, able to rely on. And Patrick Bamford, I think it's not even a, a, it's not even an ability thing. I think he could get better. I think he's at an age where he probably could get better. His injury record, man, is it? Yeah, you can't have that an injury record like that. It's not like see with Danny Ings. Uh, Danny Ings at Southampton is an, a, 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 an example. I always go to because like. Even with his injury record, he was getting fifteen something goals a season. You know, fifteen, mm-hmm. sixteen, and, and that's enough to keep Southampton up, right? And, and this isn't a conversation about Southampton, but I think they need a striker that they can look to. That's going to be, yeah. And I don't think Bamford is, unless unless his injury record completely turns around and he has a full season, then um, you know, I just I just don't see it. Mm. Yeah, and I th- I think the the thing is you mentioned Rodrigo just there. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They paid, what, 20, 30 million for him? Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's scored over 10 goals a season in his whole career. Right? He's, mm. he's, they bought him in as a that number nine that can kind of play a bit of anywhere. But he's not a goal scorer. Mm. And his stats I think they had him in mind as a sort of like a wide career. forward. He was, I think he was bought in the mind to like play behind Bamford and like a ten or like play out in the left or the right, you know. Yeah, but all of a sudden Bamford gets injured. Yeah, and, and he needs to be through the middle. Where you are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that that's the like I said, that's the as we all know, that's the big problem for Leeds, and they need that. To, January needs to come, and the first thing without they should already be looking and sounding out strikers now. Mm-hmm. The, January first comes round. They need that player in the door as as soon as possible. Yeah. See, if I was them, I would be looking at. Uh, I would look at Broha at um, Chelsea. I would look at him. He did a really good job at Southampton yeah. last season. Um, he signed a new deal though. I think he did, but I think I think they're probably still open to him going out. I mean, Graham Potter is trying to kind of use him. Clone or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Something you like just minutes, need you know. To get you through this season, get to the yeah. summer, just kind of keep keep them up. That's a that's the thing for Leeds now. You need to keep them up. So a yeah. six month loan for someone like Brozier, where he's going to be playing even like even like even you look at Newcastle and you're like, okay, Chris Wood did a job for Newcastle, really important job at Newcastle in terms of like um, contributing to 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 like the turn. At Newcastle, mm. you know, you think, oh, well, that's five to ten goals, and it's not over ten goals, but it's five to ten goals. That's a big amount of goals when you're when you're especially after January. That, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. especially because we don't know where they're going to be. And unless the things could turn around, release because they've got a lot of cracking players, wide players in particular. I think you know, like Jack Harrison, you know, a really good prospect. Um, they get some really good uh, players through the middle as well. You know, Sam Greenwood is, I think, a bit of prospect. That Joe Joe Geltart is not quite there yet, but. Might be in two or three years' mm. time. I think Somerville as well. That. He seems to be. Quite yeah, Somerville did the, the new number ten. They got from, as well, uh, I think, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. F- F- Feyenoord, I think they came. He came from. Uh, yeah, who looks a really good player. I actually did some good work when he came on against Fulham at the weekend. Uh, but I'm just not sure. It would be. It would be definitely um, interesting for for sure to see it pan out. And I think January is key for Leeds uh, because I think they could find themselves in a wee bit of trouble <laughs> if they don't sort of bolster this squad in, in certain areas. Oh, Billy, we've got to come to you next, mate. Uh, and your topic is... Yeah. is the mighty it? Aston Villa. The mighty Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah, we got rid of the uh, the Liverpool legend. Mm-hmm. Finally, about time. And, uh, I mean... And what happened after the is, left? We've only just got one of the one of the top... Whether you want to call him elite or not, that's up mm-hmm. to you. But he's a top, top manager, isn't he? I mean... And then, obviously, I think I think you was probably referring to the four 0 weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> but yeah, um, it just shows what uh, what playing to the players' strengths does. Putting them in a simple formation where they're allowed to express themselves, and uh, look what happens. You, we've had these players: Buendia, Danny Ings, Ollie Watkins, um, Leon Bailey. These are top players, 
like they are very very good players yeah the, the, and no doubt the, 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 the fact that Gerard could not get anything out of them at all no we would attack teams and we were void of ideas how can you be void of ideas with a with a front four or four attacking players like that? You add Coutinho into that as well. Jacob Ramsey, Cameron Archer, the youngster coming through as well. How could how were we not scoring goals? Did the players down tools? That's that's a question. I've hundred percent. Did think they down tools? Hundred percent. There's an argument for it. I think problem pro, probably they, they, some they, of they, them. Some of the performances were shocking. Like. Really? Yeah, they, they were, believe me, they, they were. <laughs> yeah, and I can understand the argument of some people saying that they down tools, but you look at that game against, or the first half anyway, against Chelsea and how good we were then. Yeah. And then the games following that and just before that, you know, the the game, let's, let's take it back to the Man City game and mm-hmm. how good we were against Man City. The game after that against Southampton has gone down as one of the most boring games in Premier League history. For sure. I you know, the, watched that the, game, I think. I put it in the <laughs> chat. And it yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah, not not a good time. Exactly. The, the, the game match. after that was Leeds, and we couldn't break down 10 men Leeds. We could just couldn't... 10 men are hard to break down, though. They, they are, yeah. But, notoriously I mean, come struggle on. against 10 we, men. But yeah, uh, outside, I, I outside a that, couple of performances, Arsenal Villa haven't really broke down anybody, really. Hmm. And this this was the problem, you know. You've got those attacking players, and how can how can you not break down teams? You know, he was saying in his press conferences after the game that we 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 need the players to stand up and bring a spark to the game. I'm I'm sorry, but that spark should be coming through your tactics as well. Like both of you should be held responsible for this. And I can understand why people say that it's it's on the players and stuff like that. But just look at how just look at what playing to the players' strengths does and dropping the out of form players. McGinn's not been performing for eighteen months now, if not longer. You drop him and we look good in midfield, you know? You put Bailey on the wing. You put Watkins on the wing. Take the pressure of goal scoring away from Ollie Watkins. Stick him on the wing. Let him run at players. Let him cause havoc. And look what happens. You know, you've got a prolific goal scorer in Danny Ings through the middle. Look what he does. Scores two goals. That was one gripe I always raised for you. Just, I'm like, find, find Danny Ings. Find him wherever he is on the pitch. You know, if he's near the box, find him. If he's in the box, fucking find him. (laughs) And and the goals will, will, will come, you know. Exactly. And another thing that got me is the fit with Gerard anyway, was the lack of playing time that Emi Buendia got. Every time he came on the pitch, he looked like he was that spark and he was that player that was, he was the best player on the pitch whenever he came on. Yet he was only getting one start and then he'd be dropped for Coutinho again. And then he wouldn't start again for another five, six games. You're like, this is a player that whenever he comes on, he's coming on pretty much every game, if not for certain every game. And he looks like the best player on the pitch. How can you not give him a run of games to impose himself, show you show you what he's about? You know, you've got Coutinho who's not scored or assisted. He's got one goal or assist in the past 20, 22 games, something like that. I mean, come on. Like when he was so much better than him, every single time he came on, he would be the one to somewhat lift us a bit, and we'd look exciting again. But um, but yeah, it just wasn't meant to be. That it was really, really boring football. 
Um, but I think the just going back, I know I've gone back a couple of times to the to the players down in tools, and you look at those performances against Man City and Chelsea, and how can you say that they they down tools during that during those games? We looked so good. We we could have quite easily beaten both of those teams. And that's that's not me being biased. I'm not exaggerating or anything like that. Man City were there to be beaten against them. Haaland being Haaland and De Bruyne being De Bruyne, putting in a fantastic ball and Haaland being in the right place. The other 90, 90 minutes, Haaland was in Tyrone Mings' pockets. Like He was nowhere to be seen. Yes, Amy, Amy Martinez pulled off a few decent saves as well. But then against Chelsea, like Leon Bailey running at Mark Kukurea, I've never seen Mark Kukurea look so just so baffled as to what he was doing on a football pitch. He was Bailey was spinning him all over the place, and he looked really, really good. But then you stick him against Nottingham Forest or Leeds or Southampton or Fulham, and he's like he, he's half the player that he was. Mm. And at some point, it has to go down to has to go down to the tactics, and we had to be really careful because you know we needed that manager bounce and that first half against Chelsea is in my opinion what gave him the Fulham game mm. and after, I mean for me personally after Forrest that was it he should have been gone he, we were horrendous again against Forrest that should have been it for me give him look for Chelsea games a free hit I've said this so many times Chelsea game is a free mm-hmm. hit if you if you get something out of it fantastic but you're not expected to that you look at the fixtures at the beginning of the season you see Chelsea's name and you put in a loss there same as Man City, Liverpool. I've been over it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. So that was a free hit. That then gives us time to regroup and find a manager. And then Speak- his first game <laughs> is Fulham. Yeah. And then you've got Brentford. And then you've got Newcastle. And all of a sudden, this bounce is gaining momentum. And I, th- I think we, we did leave it a little bit too late to get rid of him. But, I mean, look at the bounce that we got at the weekend. Yeah. It was it was massive and it was such an important three points as well because we were looking we were looking at a relegation battle. If we'd have lost that game, we would have been deep in a relegation battle. And it we you could argue that we still are. It's still very tight down there. But all of a sudden we've got a we've got a good, proven, top quality coach coming in who plays a decent style of football, who can play to these these players' strengths. And I, for one, am really, really excited as to what Unai Emery can do at Aston Villa. It's it all of a sudden you've got a positive buzz around the place. You know, we've got off off the pitch anyway. When Gerard was here, it was very positive, as in growing the Aston Villa brand because we've we've. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at thirty thousand feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Doing a lot of stuff down in Africa. We've opened two academies in Africa. Already a lot a lot of interest, apparently. We're setting up, or the owners are setting up, um, to be the 30th club in the MLS, the Las Vegas villains. You know, so we're, we're expanding and we're, we're growing and we're trying to grow worldwide. But the performances on the pitch weren't, weren't there to match the positivity of the off the I think everybody at Villa, from, I mean, hierarchy, maybe not the players, but 
I, including Gerard and his coaches, I, I think everybody just wanted it to work. I think everybody yeah, was like really 100%. desperate to it work. It I, and- there was nothing more than I wanted. You, you know, we, was, we sat here again after the first loss against Bournemouth. After you the bagged him for a long time. You backed and, him for a long time. Yeah, I, th- I think we we really needed to give him some time. You know, calling for his head after one game is just pathetic. It's a, it's an absolute joke. But after zero improvement after nine ten games, I'd really I'd really lost patience, and we were only going one way, and that was down. Unfortunately, and I'd have loved nothing more than for him to turn it around and for him to be the one to almost Arteta, if you like, to push us yeah, yeah. push us forward to turn that top. Top, the toxicity around Aston Villa, turn it around and to push us forward. And it, it just didn't didn't happen, unfortunately. He's missed the Europa as well, isn't he? he and is, I am, you yeah. must be thinking, oh, do you know what? <laughs> Some piece of silverware has got to come to Villa Park soon, surely. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah. I, actually, I actually kind of do rate that I am. I can get a hard time at Arsenal. And I think he, the way he reacted after that, you know, with Villarreal and Sevilla, mm. um, just absolutely, um, you know, proved everybody. Well, what he's done I think for, people yeah, thought. what he's done for Villarreal. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a. With all due respect, it's a tiny club. It's a tiny town. That's all it mm-hmm. is. It's not even a city. It's mm-hmm. a tiny town. And what he's done to that club on limited funds as well is just un- un- unbelievable. He's been so shrewd in the transfer market as well, isn't it? He's just like yeah, picking up players that you think are kind of. For like, use forgive me for using a football Twitter term. Um, picking up players that seem a wee bit washed and uh, <laughs> just kind of you know making them out like, yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, um, anyone who could get a tune out of Juan Foyth deserves a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right enough. Spurs, yeah, he was horrendous. <laughs> oh god, and Cochlin as well. He's got a job out of him and all. Yeah, Cochlin, Lacelso as well. Lacelso was one yeah. I was gonna. Um, yeah. Kipue. There's, there's quite a few of them. Yeah, I was mental. Like, see Kapui playing in like, a European Cup. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this guy fell upwards, you know? <laughs> um, aye, cracking stuff, cracking stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Putin and Emery can do. Um, right, fella. Thanks very much for that, Billy. Um, we're going to, speaking of, we spoke a little bit about horrendous at Forest. Uh, and I think that was a, a good link to, to Jake. <laughs> Just going to talk a wee bit about Liverpool and uh, the the woes and worries at Liverpool recently. <laughs> do, do I have to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to. Be no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> well, this it's it's been a it's been an up and down season already. You know, we're however many games in, and we've had four defeats, but it feels like it's been fourteen. Like it's been one of those seasons where. It's just, it's just been so. I don't know. I don't even know what's gone wrong. It's this. It's well. I, I sort of do know what's gone wrong. It's pretty much exactly the same squad as we've had for the last four or five years. And I think that's one of the big issues. The players that we've brought in, I think, have done well. I think Nunes, for all the criticism, unfair criticism that he gets, I think he's settled in really well at Liverpool. He scored of what is five or six goals. I think he's actually scored the same amount of goals as uh, Gabriel Jesus, who's been lauded as a revelation for Arsenal. And Nunes has scored the exact same amount of goals, but he's a flop. So work that one out. It's uh. <laughs> one of them. It's like one one team's top of the league. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's kind of exactly. a lot more, a lot more exactly. leeway. Given the old Jesus. <laughs> By the way, I mean, I must say, Jesus has been fantastic. We we'll play. I'll play devil's advocate here. He has been absolutely fantastic. Oh no, I, I, I'm not disputing that. I think he has been great. I think Nunes has been has been good. 
for Liverpool. You can, He's you not can been praise his best. them both without knocking one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Exactly, exactly that, yeah. Billy. Uh, I think, but for me, the, the, the problem with, that lies with Liverpool is when Thiago doesn't play, n- neither do Liverpool. And it really is that simple for me. He, he he was meant to play against Forest. I believe he had an ear infection, which is what I heard. And it was five thirty in the morning that they decided he wasn't playing that game. I mean, it must obviously knock Klopp's system out the window. You know, six seven hours before kickoff, you've got to completely change change your plan. Throw. I imagine it was Curtis Jones into that midfield. Someone who's been out for quite a long time. And a big I'm a big fan of Curtis Jones. I do. I really like him. He's a, a, didn't have a good game. He didn't have a good game, but I'd it's, his first, it's his, it's his first. It's on one leg. I think I would have. I, I, I personally would have put Henderson in that midfield. The the captain. I don't know why he didn't start in that match. But oh, you're right. You know. <clears> I keep I up. keep going off the fact that you know it's now like a a four four two or a four two four. Um. So whenever I envision the, the lineup, I always think. <laughs> yeah. So in those terms now. But I think another problem, and I just sort of mentioned the midfield there, is Fabinho. His form has absolutely fell off a cliff this season. I don't know what's wrong with that boy, <laughs> but he looks like he's running in wet in cement the entire time. He's gone from being one of the, the best holding midfielders in the world to looking like he's never played in the position. It looks like his first six games at Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, that, do you know what? That's a really good point. That is a really, like I said, he's gone from being one of the best defensive midfielders in the world to looking like someone who's never played in that position. And it's it's it was evident the seasons before how pivotal Fabinho was to this Liverpool side. Breaking down play, recycling possession. You know, it, it, his vision's excellent. So when he would win that ball back and he'd just play a pass through and we'd we'd attack and we'd go on the, the counter attack. But this season he's not been doing any of that. He's not he's not even been getting out of second gear and not in a good way. Alice, I think one thing I used to always associate with Fabinho was like Ah, he's in the right position again. Yeah. He's in the right position again. Yeah. He's in the right position again. He's done a tackle. He's took out three players with one yeah. pass. Yeah. He's, a, he's just fucking bad. And this season, honestly, I just feel like every time a pass goes through our midfield, like our midfield isn't even there, I'm thinking, why the fuck are you standing there? Why are you nowhere near? Yeah. Like the opposition, either number nine or number 10, or even like an advanced midfielder like I just feel like space is everywhere but I always felt like he was always tight he was always tight to a player and, and, mm. and beat them in the ball and he's quite tall as well so he could run a header and yeah. he was always good at tackling on the floor as well which I don't think is you don't really want to be on the floor that much as a, as a defensive player but like when when he does he, he normally came out the victor and I just feel like all of that is just he's just doing none of that stuff I feel like he's fell off a, a, a long way you know that's mm. I don't he has too much criticism yeah. because he, uh, he like I said, fantastic. He's been fantastic, you know, the the last four seasons or or however many seasons he's been. He's been absolutely excellent. This season, it's just not working. But then it's not working for the entire team. You can see that the only person I believe this well, there's two or three players I think this season who I can say are having a good season. That's Allison having a fantastic season. Yep, and I think Harvey Elliott's having a really good season as well. Nineteen years old. Back into the side, I think every. I think for me, he's been one of our most consistent players. I think he's been really good. Yeah, just, Bobby Firmino I, as well. I think, and Firmino, and Firmino's yeah. having a great. He's having a bit of a resurgence, which is yeah, he's having a resurgence, <laughs> and nobody knows because Liverpool is so bad. Phil <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Gavin, it's just. Uh, I mean, well, I know, know it, it, his it's, contract. It's, uh, yeah, he's out of contract in the summer, so I, 
I think I think I'd like to see Bobby get another deal if he keeps this form up. There's no reason why he shouldn't God. get another deal. <laughs> it's one of them. I like desperate to see Bobby change, like stay at the club. Uh, part of me think, oh, you know, are we are we just clinging to the past? Are we just mm. clinging to the past here? Um, because like that that front three of uh, Bobby Firmino, Sadio Mane, and Mohamed Salah at the peak of their powers will just live in my memory for like <laughs> forever. It well, it's 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 our generation's rush bands. You yeah, know? it's just, they were just so it's, good it's, to watch. And I think, like, like if you ask me any time, right? You know, should Bobby Firmino get in the contract? I'd, yeah, he should stay till he's fucking fifty years old. You know, <laughs> 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 it, it was same with Manny. I never wanted Manny to go. I never wanted Salah to go. Um, but now we're in a situation where it's uh, Liverpool. I think I seen this start. It was like when they won the league, they were the second youngest squad in the yeah, league. Now, and now they are the oldest or second yeah, oldest or something. The second oldest, yeah. The 18th in terms of, of age of, of of first 11 or average starting 11, um, which is not good. That's not that's not a good thing. I mean, if all those players that are picking up powers were winning the league and, and stuff like that, great, whatever. Yeah, totally, totally behind it. But um, we have an age issue at Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate and, to be uh, I hate to be the the I see it on football Twitter or like Liverpool Twitter. It's, it's such a toxic place. I, I, see and it, I don't I want see, to bring that toxicity to this opinion. I see, I see it all the time a, and, it, yeah. and it's 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 depth, 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 depth. And to an uh, and I I agree with it, but not the way that they go on about no, it. I'm not saying these players are washed. I think they can have a fantastic exactly place in this squad but well, what my I, I point do, is I do believe we need more depth in that squad uh, you know 100%. midfield wise we I think we spoke about it at the start of the season didn't we and we said we cannot rely on on Cater and, and Oxley Chamberlain as our sort of backup midfielders because it just won't happen because no. they're not they're not reliable and you're getting 15 games out of the two of them it's not it's not a dependable you know figure they're on big money as well adding Henderson's injury problems which is starting to come in a bit more you know there's three three players there in a, in a midfield out of seven who you potentially can't really rely on. At least four. Thiago is injury prone. We know that, but when he plays, he's absolutely unbelievable. It, it's frustrating that I, I I slightly agree with the with the toxic world of that. I, that sort I of agree. <laughs> I agree, but not for the reasons. <laughs> but not for the reasons that they right. because they the, just the want to spend two three hundred million. Yeah, yeah. Are, are fantastic players, right? All of them to a man are, on their day. Exceptional players, Extra- exceptional footballers that have they've won a lot for this team in the in the past years. My issue is um, this age inside is not going to catch Man City mm. or Arsenal. Arsenal have five or six years on Liverpool to grow. Um, the side isn't catching those teams now, right? And it's not this side will as it is right now will not get better. Um, changes need changes are needed. We need midfielders that are. Not 18, 19, 20 years old. We need 24-year-old midfielders, 25-year-old midfielders. We need forwards that are in that age bracket. We're working towards that, obviously, with Nunes and Diaz. That I could see Liverpool are making actionable moves to get to a place like that. Um, Jude Bellingham obviously takes a big... He take a midfield place. We could go back to the 4-3-3 system, which is fine. As soon as we put an engine in that midfield, a proper engine, like we had with Gina and Aldum, mm. we had our best success. With that, just that engine, just arguably, taking over, the, over. Arguably the player that we potentially haven't really replaced. Tiago no, was we signed. Don't a, we don't have a like for Gino Wijnaldum. To replace Wijnaldum, but he's not the same player as a Wijnaldum. No, that was the thing. It was, it was always about, like, rather than having, like, three working midfielders and sort of 
pretty much, let's just say it, defensive-minded midfielders. That mm-hmm. Main focus was ball recovery, recycling the ball, and press. Play it to the front three. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, that was it. And, and getting the best out of it. That is why you've seen so many goals from Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, and Bobby Firmino was because they didn't have a Gerrard-type Lampard Javi, like I was going to say Javi Alonso was a goal scorer, but more of an assister. But yeah, a technical player, like a passer. They just had engine fucking constantly moving. Fabinho Henderson running the ball, pressing the ball, recycling it, putting it to creative players like Andy Robertson and Trent, who were getting assists for fun because they were just getting they were they were providing all the service. You take one of them out, and then the full system it just feels like you kind of. It's like to me, it just kind of feels like a Jenga block. You take you take out that one bit, and it just the, the full thing back to front, just kind of that high line doesn't seem as feasible when you don't have mm. free hard-working midfielders in front of it. You know, the Trent isn't getting the ball within the right spaces, I feel, quite a lot of the time. Um, Salah, the amount of times I've seen Salah, like, buy the fucking corner flag this season, is beyond frustrating. It's beyond, yeah. it's beyond frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I think there's quite You've a lot. mentioned that quite a lot, haven't we? But- yeah, it's, it's the wrong place for him. It's the wrong place for him. And, yeah, there's quite a lot, I think, just... I think... And I've seen like I just we just need to be great again. That's 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 what it sounds like I'm saying. It, <laughs> Such a I'm not simple thing that. to I'm, say. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's more what I'm more trying to get across is I think we need to revert back to the system that Klopp built um, and replace the missing links that are now gone. That's what I think. The th- the thing is, in in my opinion, when when you've got these these players, you know, you you're bringing in your your Van Dykes and your Fabinho's and your Salas and your Mane's and your Firmino's. When you're bringing those in, you're on a you're on a build, and you're you're just coming up. That you're there now, like you're mm. you are the elite. You are one of the greatest Premier League teams ever of the re- certainly of the recent years. You are there with Pep Guardiola's Man City. To to stay there, you now have to be getting the Man City type players, the 70, 80, 90 million pound players. You're not going to be paying 50, 60 million for for Jude Bellingham to come in. You're going to be paying 100 million plus probably. Mm. And that's the thing. I don't know whether for for a club like Liverpool who don't have unlimited funds, that's it's a dangerous game that you get into because you've got Nunes for what, 85, 90 million now. Euros. That's... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, um, isn't it the minute? That used to mean something, Jake. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It may be fucking it. I was saying 80 million Bitcoin. Nobody fucking knows about that, but how much that is. Cheers, Boris. Getting back to my point anyway. You're spending that much money on one player and all of a sudden that's the the old transfer budget has then mm. gone because yeah. it's that one player. I don't know whether Liverpool need to kind of take the stance of, look, we're not going to be competing for the league for a couple of years. We need to take the chance now to properly rebuild like we did, bring in the savvy transfers like you used to that aren't instantly going to give you that league winning impact you know it's it's hard for you fans you're you're now used to winning the not necessarily winning the premier league you you've obviously won the premier league but you're competing for the premier league consistently yeah. watching for fantasy football is poor it's exactly yeah it? and i don't know whether it kind of just needs to take a little step back for a couple of years maybe and just go look the the 
the way we need to rebuild as a club, we cannot keep up with the financial power of Man City. We cannot keep spending 60, 70 million on a fullback. We, we, can't, we can't do that as a club. We need to rebuild properly how we built up in the first place. And I think that's, while it's a frustrating thing for you fans, like I say, you know, you're used to that kind of football. You're, you're now used to competing for the league. I think that could be the better, more ecological way of maybe going about it. It's It might be a hard pill to swallow at first, but eventually you'll be back there for another three, four, five years when you get back there, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, point, I, I, I agree point. with you, mate. I think, I, 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 yeah, I completely agree with you. I think we need a year or two where we, we do rebuild the squad. We, like like Simo mentioned earlier, we've started to do that. Jota, Diaz, Nunes, all under 25. Fucking brilliant. Great. You know, Trent, yeah. Trent's still young. Harvey Elliott, Carvalho. You know, there's there's it's just there's youngsters the in this squad. Now, isn't it, though, the mid, it's the, the mid it's the midfield that needs a bit of an overhaul. I think anybody if we get ba- any sort of like has watched any amount of football can see the the, the issues at Liverpool of mm. midfield issues, right? Mm. And yeah. if you, you, I suppose if you bring them in now, you've still got the those Fabinho's and the Hendersons, yeah, exactly, and the Tiagos to nurture them through. I suppose mm. it's just, so. That's that's always going to be a good thing, but it's just funny things. It's like. Some some players, some of the players at Liverpool feel like one of a kind players. You know? Yeah, and that's that's the like thing. That, that's and... only become that's only because of the way that Guardiola's molded them. Uh, not yeah. Guardiola, sorry, Klopp's molded them. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the that's the thing. They are one of a kind players because they Klopp are, yeah. has molded them into one of well, a kind players. This is it, you know. Like I would love to go and sign twenty six year old Sadio Mane again. <laughs> I would just, just do you know what I mean? I would love, like, just go sign twenty six year old Sadio Mane and go get twenty five like year old Ginny Manaldo, twenty two year old Sadio Mane. And do you know what? The, the Southampton Sadio Mane. Yeah, yeah. And take, then take five years off Henderson as well. Take five years off Henderson. Um, and tell yeah. you what, make Bobby twenty six again. Uh, and, <laughs> and you know, and we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it is though? I, I, I stand by this statement. As long as Jurgen Klopp's at Liverpool. You know, we'll be fine. Everything yeah. will come up. Yeah, uh, well, he's we'll he's the uh, he's the consistency there from start to finish. You know, every trophy that we've won, I in, in, to me, it's, it's been down to the egg and clock building this side, building this system, implementing this style of play. He's built one team slowly. Build, I think he can slowly build a second team. Which, yeah, when he eventually comes to leave, that'll be his legacy to hand on to the next person. For me. I think yeah. I think this season's a bit of a write off. We had it we had it the, the oh, COVID the COVID season. Finished fourth. And then yeah. you know, the year after we, we challenged massively for every trophy. You know, mm-hmm. got nearly won a quadruple, two out yeah. of four. So, you know, if, if we if we have a bad season this year and then next year we're competing for a quadruple again, then <laughs> so may that's, it be. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other thing with Liverpool. It seems to be a bit of like a trend where you go on that amazing season yeah. and then it's next season it's, it's all right, that's kind of it's like a recharging battery season. Yeah. And then next season it's let's go again. We're all out. <laughs> and then it's I mean it's happened for a couple of years now, hasn't it? That, it's kind, just because of, that we, kind of thing. I just there's not a huge ins and outs at Liverpool, is there? I don't think we transfer mm. as many players as like the other clubs. You know, I think one of these reasons these clubs could just stay at it every season is they have they have quite a lot of players outgoing and ingoing as well, and it's 
it's kind of like a, do you know what I mean? This is the same squad, you know, yeah. minus Nunes, you know, it's, this is, this is the same squad from last season. It should be doing better, but it's, it's, that's one of the things. Well, arguably, you could say it's since from the Champions League final, it's it's near enough the same squad. It's the same squad. It's literally the same since squad. Since we when we won the Champions League, it's it's pretty is, much the same yeah. squad. Yeah. When we when won the like, Champions League, obviously, Man City can just kind of go right. Who is the best in the world right now? You young yeah. man, welcome yeah. to Manchester City. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, know, you can't compete against that, and, and that's why the, the the last four or five years under Jurgen Klopp have been so special. Because yeah, I mean, you know, we we have been the underdogs, and we have. We have won every trophy there is to win, which is something that Man City haven't done, which mm-hmm. is which makes it so special. And I don't know. think that'll last long. <laughs> I don't think that'll last long. I, th- I think well, uh, stranger thing, as long as Yaya Torre's African curse is still going, <laughs> <laughs> fingers really crossed. Yeah. Do you know what? I'd add a shame into it. You know, like re- revamp the curse, reinvest yeah. in the curse. <laughs> 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 Buy one cuss, get your second cuss free, or half up or something like that, you know? Harlan, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Somebody, like, like, I've got to say it, like, to finish up, we'll first up on a positive note, like, so, I've got to say it, like, someone needs to take the hat and just fucking break Harlan's leg. You know, and just after go through him, mate, just like, t- the just to restore. After the World Cup, they've got yeah. leads. Someone needs to take the hat. Look, Harlan, but he's done on pace. <laughs> <laughs> just think though on, on that point all of our fantasy football teams are be fucked because <laughs> oh, he's the one it'll make something interesting it'll make it interesting of like getting 30 points every week it's alright just take take out Haaland and add in De Bruyne everything yeah. will be normal oh, it'll be exactly right. the same <laughs> right boys we're going to end it there thank you very much for joining me cheers mate pleasure and, as always uh, thank you very much for easy. listening and downloading please subscribe um, wherever you're listening to this and we shall see you on the next one cheers bye sports social podcast network judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.